Good evening. Happy Wednesday to all of you. It's good to see you guys here. We have a couple of things going on in January. This coming Sunday, Brother Brad, Sister Jenna Davis, they will be in service with us Sunday night and uh, Sunday morning and Sunday night. So you don't want to miss that. That's always a great um, time hearing them sing and minister. And then the strawberry fundraiser is going on. So, of course, they need the almond bark donations. And you can leave that in the family center kitchen um, because that's where they'll be using it at. The strawberry orders will end on February the 11th. And then the 28th is a missions pledge is due. Are you thankful to be a child of God and no longer a slave to sin and shame? You unravel me with a melody. You surround me with a song of deliverance from my enemies. Oh, to all I fears, I'm going. I'm no
aren't you thankful for that? Oh, thank you, Jesus. At this time, we have a couple of prayer requests. Bethany uh, Roberts, Bethany Love Roberts, her stepdad is in ICU needing a true touch from God. Rhonda Tobias Gonzalez, he's needing a touch. It's a little five-year-old boy. Mitchell DeBose, he's got cancer. Olivia Harrington, and then it looks like Della Joy, she's still needing a touch. And Randall Clark, anybody who has any other need or if you'd like to step in for any of these needs, you're welcome to come to the front. It's not just a ritual, but it's something I believe that works. When you come down, you're claiming in Jesus' name that you're going to take care of this God. My life is in your hand. Thank you, Jesus, for the opportunity to call on the only name, the sovereign name, the only name, God. I thank you for all these people that are on this prayer request. I thank you for their lives, and I'm believing that your healing power is going to touch them how you want to, God. Let your will be done here on earth as it is in heaven. Oh, God, have your way in every situation. God, touch every minister. Oh, God, touch every church. Touch this community, God. In your name, oh, God. In Jesus' name, sickness can stay any longer. Your perfect love is casting out fear. Yes, it is.
perfect name. Thank you for your love, God. At this time, we'll take our Wednesday night offering. Thank you, Jesus. Has everybody been seeing our Facebook post on the reading the Matthew? Anybody been seeing it? Awesome. That's so cool to be knowing that your church family is reading through the same thing that you're trying to read through. Thank you, Jesus, God. I pray that you would continue to have your way in this place. God, touch our pastor as he ministers to us. God, give us ears that hear your word and not just hear, but do what you call and ask us to do. Oh, I thank you, Jesus, in your name. Jesus shed for me. 
we just stand and worship him like he deserves it. Father, I cannot praise you enough for the wisdom of the word, the power of the spirit, and the name that's above every name. I praise you this night. I magnify your name this night. And I want to do it over and over again. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Would you give somebody a smile as if to say, I really do appreciate you. God bless every one of you tonight. And I I probably feel more uncomfortable than anybody feels awkward about me. I want you to know that it makes a difference how you dress. And you you know, you look up here tonight and you think, man, can he preach in that sweater? I can tell you I am still the same yesterday, today, and forever. And like I said, don't get real idealistic to think I'm going to dress this way every time. It was one of the hardest decisions and one of the most innovative thoughts that I've had in a long time. But I hunger tonight after the presence of the King. I am confident that his eye is on this service and that he is determined to loose wisdom, knowledge, power, and victory. And so I I would like for us to pray one more time a personal prayer. And you don't have to pray it out loud because nobody needs to hear it but him. But what do you really want in the upcoming days of your life? What is it that you're really wanting to do for his name's sake while you're still on this earth? So however you want to form the words, let's just talk to him and whisper it if you need to or whatever. But Father, we are in your house, this house has been dedicated for years to your bloodline, to your namesake, to your powerful truths and spirits that can help bring about a revival in America. We don't expect it to expand that quick. You've taken hundreds of years to get us this far. But we do want to satisfy ourselves in the idea that we are walking in your purpose, your plan, and your power. I cry out to you for every one of these beautiful people that sit here and those that could not come and are having to listen on the airwaves. I cry out to you that we become such a fire and such a light such a power source that people can't get to us quick enough to find out how you happen in such magnanimity. In Jesus' name. Praise God.
Praise God. Well, tonight I uh, will start off with the idea. Did, did we get that? Did that come up on the uh, thumb drive? Somebody say game day. That's what the title of this message is tonight. It's really more than just a game with those players. They call it a game. We call it a game. But it's really a life for them. They work out. They give up many things to accomplish game day. That happens in many other areas other than just what we're talking about more recently. But in the overall picture, the finale, the test, the finished moment of game day, you definitely want to be looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of this whole show. I don't want one day to just live for more of this earth that's about to burn up. It's about to blow away. I am here with purpose and plans. And we've got the power source that keeps the sun in place. The stars doing their deal. We keep looking unto the one who can create the rain. It's amazing to me how phenomenal the wisdom of the world can project how cold it's going to be and how much wind it's going to blow and just measuring the barometric pressure. That's amazing to me to watch the rise and the fall of the atmosphere. There's an atmosphere that's going on right now in our world. It's the Antichrist. He hates the Christ. He's jealous over the Christ. And he will weave his way into every setting that he can when he sees something that's called a weakness of faith. He will always be ready when the one that can save everything and can inform us of everything and empower us for everything and give us the thought patterns of everything and, and to share with us how to make life really work right. And uh, he used to live with that power source. And he decided he'd do his deal. And he, the Bible said, I beheld Satan as lightning fall from the heavens. I don't want to get any lower than I have been in this world. I have tasted, I have touched, I have felt the pathos of what carnality can do. I have also drank from the well of salvation. And I have never been disappointed at being forgiven. 
at being cared for, at being at the edge of the bread of life and somebody saying, eat, drink. Let the glory of the wine of the Spirit and eat the bread that is so powerful and pungent. Yes, that looks just like me. I was one of the cutest babies in the world. You didn't know that, did you? Most people don't. Mother did is the one that coined that phrase. But they did say that one of the things that is missing in that little kid said, when you was born, your whole face just came to a nose. So I've lived with that idea for a long time, and now I've got to where I can sort of enjoy my nose. But you are not designed to be just born. To be born again, you were born to wear a crown. You were born again to be in charge, to have power to rip hell's idealisms and lies and cheap living. We were designed by birth to be born again. And that is a phenomenon. He, the one who gave that baby the breath, is the one who spoke the world into existence. He has given the crowds the priority of how to live life and what to do with life. And, and it's just shocking to me to watch people that, that you, you hear them talk about it. You know, I'd like to go to heaven and I'm planning on being there and I, I think I'm going to make it and all of that, but uh, they wind up just sort of finding themselves in a crowd. Where the crowd is, that's where I want to go. And so that's what I'm going to do. Well, everybody else is getting by with it. And it seems like you're not everybody else. You are born to be a king. You were born to be born again. Born in sin, shaping in iniquity. That was our plight. But our fight is to get up and taste the bread of life and drink the wine of the Spirit and to let Him lead and guide us from within called the Holy Ghost, the Ghost of God. There is waiting for us a whole new Jerusalem. Somewhere right up yonder, somebody here on this earth as I began to look for pictures to epitomize or eulogize what I'm really trying to minister tonight, I, I, I was so shocked to find so many pictures of what we would call the finale, the heaven of heavens, the people that gave their life to follow Jesus and to pursue the Christian idealism. Game day is just about over. Be careful with your feelings. They'll lie to you. I don't feel like anybody loves me. That's a lie. 
I don't think I can make it any longer. That's a lie. God's on your side. He's whispering right now into the heart of some mother. Stand fast. Stand fast in the faith that was once delivered to the saints. Yes, Mary looked like a weird setting. She had no husband. And yet, she was born and filled with God Almighty. Well, we know Joseph was a real husband, but that wasn't where Jesus came from. Oh, friend, you and I are in on something, the biggest thing that ever happened in the world, the greatest opportunity that will ever come to your future. And that is that Jesus is looking at every one of us and saying, come unto me, all you that labor and you're fighting things and you're going through things. I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. I am the wisdom. I am the light. I am the glory. I am the victor. I can help you. And I will help you. And I will be unto you a God and you shall be unto me a people. But I will not have a bride that loves the world during the week and then loves me on Sunday and expects me to overlook what they've been enjoying to the max things that don't count when raising kids and raising grandkids and, and being a light in a dark world when we sound like the world and we act like the world and we talk like the world, something's wrong. We are to talk Jesus Christ and his word. Be careful, the Bible said. God is not looking for an excuse to leave you vulnerable to Satan. But he did tell us, you will be tempted in all points, such as me. And he said, I did that so you could understand that greater is he that is for you than he that is against you. And if God be in you or the Holy Ghost is operating in you, there is no weapon formed against you that can prosper and you never have to live in defeat and you never have to live with another day of hopeless feelings and you never have to live another day without power to rise above whatever in the world is going on in your world. I am here to tell you it is still joy unspeakable and full of glory when you are walking in the Holy Ghost and you're living in the power of holiness and righteousness and godliness and the love of God and the love for your neighbor and the love of the hope that is set before us. Yeah, God sent me and other caring ministers way before I got here, caring ministers made you aware of the wonderful option that he has made possible through the flesh life. It is totally possible that before this meeting is over tonight, somebody will have made a decision. I will not ever love the world 
I will enjoy the world and I will take the things of the world and I will make them work for the kingdom of God and I will be a king's kid and I will walk with the authority of the king because I am a prince and the prince of peace is working now in my walk and he is working now in my mind and I will not operate as a vagrant as if I have no place to live and I have no purpose in life. I am a king's kid. I am a royal priesthood. Wow. I wish somebody would praise him in a hand clap tonight because he's alive in this house. Hallelujah to the lion. Hallelujah to the lamb. Hallelujah to the purpose. I am the way, he said. I am the truth. I am the life. And no man can get to the source or the Father but by me. I am the door and I am the bread and I am the way and I am the life. And that is the pattern. So every day the prayer is not my will but thine be done on earth as it is in heaven. That's what flesh prayed when he got up every day and that's how he came to a miraculous miracle working life and he woke up and he, this is not my will but thy will be done and he crucified the flesh. Every day, every day, every day, every day, every day. I am with you now, but I shall be in you because I don't want you to think that you have to have that crowd that they had in the Old Testament and just a cloud out there and that everybody tried to walk under it. No, 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 I'm going to make it possible that you alone and you in Counter me as a father or a source of all power in heaven and in earth and nothing shall be impossible to you because I will be in you a well of water springing up into everlasting life and that well will always have ingredients of healing and power and victory and an overcoming spirit and I in you and ye in me we're going to defeat the devil on every front we're going to defeat him every week. We're going to defeat him every month. We're going to defeat him every hour. We're going to defeat him every 10 minutes. We're going to defeat him every minute. Whatever we have to do, we're coming out. We're not staying in the world. We're not going to live like the world. We're not worried. We're not in fear. We are in faith. Oh, I wish somebody would praise his name. Thank you for the name that's above every name. Thank you for a name that is holy and righteous and powerful and glorious. This plan and opportunity exist right now. Sister Shoemaker sitting beside you are probably at least 20 angels. Sister Kylie, don't you worry about that baby coming. You have angels at your house when you get there. You will have angels at your job tomorrow when you get there. Just keep praising his name within you. You don't have to shout around the doctor. Just let him sense you've got a power source. 
that no man can steal because he's in you and he will be with you no matter what. That doesn't mean you're not tempted to hurt. I mean, by the hurts to, to feel weak and weary. No, you call on him in that day. This wonderful Savior, as far as God is concerned, guess what? He's quick to hear your voice. And right now, his eyes on you. But the Spirit of the Lord is so powerful that all the way over here to your wonderful grandmother, the wonderful pastor's wife, God is with you. Who can stand against you? There is no weapon formed, sir. No weapon formed that can prosper against you. So when you hug your lady, oh, she's willing. That's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about perfect love casteth out fear. I'm not worried about what's not happening and I'm not worried about what is happening. What I would worry about is if I'm not in connection with him enough uh, that the flow and the dynamics are not working in my mind and in my heart and in my hands and in my feet. Uh, there ought to be a there ought to be a Holy Ghost revival bursting loose every day in our heart, in our homes, in our cars, in our job places. He is alive evermore. I have a place, he said, prepared for them who have made themselves ready. He's not going to force you. He said the place is prepared for them that have made themselves ready. Nobody can do it preacher can't make it happen. The preacher can't offer you enough to make it happen. But God can offer you a whole new system. He's got it all in control. But he didn't just have it all in control. He exhibited it. That's why God became sin who knew no sin that we through him might become the righteousness of God because if it would have always been a spirit we would have never seen that flesh could overcome the powers of hell and darkness. But once we saw 33 and a half years of a virgin birth boy and a, bur a, a person that was living in the flesh and he became sin who knew no sin so he could taste bitterness and pitiful and pa powerless and all of the other stuff through his flesh. And then he said, let me tell you something. Three days and three nights in that heart of the earth, I'm out of here and I'm going to lead you to where I've got a final place called the heaven of heavens. Oh, friend, we have never been offered by anybody anything. We have never dreamed of anything any better than what has been advantaged to us. Paul writes in, to the church at Thessalonica, I wouldn't have you to be ignorant. You know, years ago, people thought that meant the dummy down the street. Ignorant is when you ignore something that is available. Ignore God. My sheep hear my voice. They know my voice. 
and a stranger they will not follow? Strangers are people that don't walk in the Holy Ghost. Strangers are people that don't walk in the Word. Strangers are those that are estranged from the King of kings and the Lord of lords and they may have enough wisdom to set in place what temperature it may be tomorrow but that's God's business of giving them that so his people could utilize it. But they are ignorant of the rest of the picture because What you are not ignoring is the fact that everybody, three score and ten, and you're through this world, and some will leave a little earlier, and some will leave a little later, but the average is 70 years. And you can look it up. It's pretty much exactly what God said. So three score and ten, what is that? I'll tell you what it is, Brother Mike. It's if you happen to get off of the path, you're doing exactly right. Go ahead, reach. That's it. Pastor, preach. Pastor, preach the word. Pastor, discipline us if you have to but whatever has to happen I want to walk the straight and the narrow I want to live godly in every way I want Connie my little lady that walks beside me that works beside me I want her to look at me and understand I am her head responsible to make sure that our home is filled with the angels of heaven and not the demons of hell my home is filled with the joy of the Holy Ghost my home is filled with the joy of righteousness and peace and godliness and the fear of God lives in our home. We don't have a room for the devil to make his way into our house, men. We are the head of the house, responsible men that are to say, look, Mr. Devil, you get out of here. And I I love to hear Brother Lumpkin sometimes refer years ago to the idea and Sister Tenny and Brother Tenny, they would walk through their house and plead the blood of Jesus over every room in their house. I plead the blood of Jesus over this den. I plead the blood of Jesus over my kids. I plead the blood of Jesus over every window. I plead the blood of Jesus over everything that could let an enemy in. I bring the word of God against it. Ladies and gentlemen, that may sound weird to the carnal mind, but I'm telling you, it's wonderful to the spiritual minded because he is wonderful. He is the counselor. He is the mighty God. He is the everlasting lasting father he's more than just a doctrine in the Pentecostal movement called the oneness of God he is the mighty God he is the saving God he is the healing God he is the victorious God he's on your side tonight and he's looking for a place to work through your hands through your feet he's working he doesn't want you sorrowing as those that have no hope. But if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep. Isn't it wonderful that the parish United Pentecostal Church has a heritage at almost every cemetery around here? Every now and then we get that picture of the old graveyard way down 20 miles, 15 miles away where the Kilgore family, C.P. Kilgore, that 
he helped to get this started. I don't want him to wake up one day and see it ashes. I want him to know and all of the others that have ministered. There's some lineage down there. And I'm not sure exactly how it will pan out, but I do know the plan will work. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. That's huge stuff. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout. And everybody that is in tune with him will hear that shout. And that will throw their hands up because they got used to throwing their hands up to the spirit when they worship God. Lifting up holy hands. Lifting up unfettered hands. Not fettered by flesh. Man, everybody will think you're crazy if you lift your hands and clap your hands and dance in the presence of God. Let them say what they want to say. I am in touch with heaven. I wish I could sing, He set me free. He broke the bonds of prison for me. I'm glory bound, my Savior to see. Glory to God. He set me free. Free from the law of sin and death. Free from being victimized by flesh. Free from being the pride of life. Free from jealousy and envy and all of the other stuff. Oh my God, I cannot praise you enough for letting us know that a king that is sovereign, that is the most wealthy, stable, power source loves a vagrant like Robert Meyer. That's almost unthinkable. Anybody want to praise him? You can just feel free to stand and lift up your hands and praise him with your whole heart. God, we are in your house because you said come you said, get together and I will magnify my name among you. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. My soul burns within me. Why don't you just smile at your wife or husband or a friend somewhere close and let them know I'm going with you. I'm not staying anywhere behind. We're going to walk together. We are going to love one another. We are going to help each other get through this mess called sinfulness in the world and darkness that's trying to cover the earth. We're going to turn the light up. We're not going to hide it under a bushel of flesh and thoughts that the world wants to hear. They need to hear something that will penetrate all the way down to their heart because he will the voice of the archangel and the trump of God and the dead in Christ shall rise first so what difference does it make if you die in the faith if you expire before everybody else is ready for you to go ladies and gentlemen 
the dead in Christ shall rise first. And they will be caught up in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. Would you comfort somebody close to you right now and tell them we're going together? You're not getting out of here without me and I'm not leaving without you. Why don't you find somebody and tell them something? Sweetheart. She's so happy. I want us to be able to say it together. Could you let me lead you in that last stanza on this particular page? I have fought a good fight. I have kept the faith. Henceforth. It's not up there now. You're going to have to just listen to me. Henceforth, there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness which the king, the righteous judge, will give me at that day. Oh, friend, that's shouting room right there. That's praising room right there. That's glorification right there. I'm here to tell us tonight, telling the preacher, telling all of us. I'm telling you, the word cannot lie. If that's a lie, hell is not real, and heaven is not real, and there is no resurrection. But we know there is a resurrection. The whole world applauds it every Easter. The day of the Lord shall come. I wish somebody would say, shall come. This has never become, never to become a worry or a fear factor. It's only those who are straddling the fence or those who have never gotten across the fence that should be worried. And I am watching people that living a lie they have deceived themselves. The Bible says deceiving and being deceived because they don't obey the word. That's a deception. Don't you ever let any preacher tell you you're going to make it. You let him preach the word and you decide, I am in Christ Jesus, a new creation, and all things are passed away. My history's gone. I've been covered by the blood, and I'm walking in the power of the Holy Ghost, the resurrection spirit. It should always be a joy to serve the Lord God. When we have seen the path he walked and the glory he shared, then of all the things he left us. What has he left in your repertoire? What is it that you can go to the pantry of your mind and pull out and know without a question, this is the day that God put it in me so that when I faced the devil and when I faced temptations and when I faced poverty in spiritual areas, I know I've got a pantry, a memory bank of good things.
an empty grave is here to prove that the graveyard cannot hold a Holy Ghost person. You want to know why you want to make sure you get the Holy Ghost and help your neighbors get the Holy Ghost? This same Spirit shall quicken your mortal body. Without that Spirit, that's what's going to quicken your mortal body and all of its demise all of a sudden it's going to come into a translated body or a body that will never suffer again. Never be tempted again. That is huge because carnality is going to be dead and spirituality is going to get you into that new body. That's why you want to crucify the flesh every day you get up. Don't you ever let the devil get a hold of you and make you think that nobody loves you and that nobody cares for you and that you can't make it. Those are lies straight out of hell. He has got demons that pointed to tell you all that junk. That's why he gave you a pastor to tell you that God will never tell you that. He will say, I am with you. I will heal you. I will give you strength. I will give you a sound mind. I will give you power to rise above it all. Don't you look around and let the things of this world cave you in. I'm here to tell you, you are the owner of your future. And when you turn it over to the original owner, the one who created all men and all women and all of the above. An empty grave is celebrated every Easter. That's amazing to me that the atheist can't get rid of it. It's amazing to me that the agnostics even go by anything that has to do with Easter. The reappearance assures us when he came back in the power of the Holy Ghost that if we die in the faith, we shall be raised again when the trump of God shall sound. Time shall be no more. It's over. Once the bell rings or once the rapture takes place, There'll be no altar with the blood still on it. There will be no way to get out. That's why you want to live daily, holy, godly, in the fear of the Lord, praising him for every good and perfect gift. Thank you, Jesus, today for the bread. Thank you for the eggs. Thank you for the bacon. But thank you for the bread. Yes, this is more than just going to a meeting. Not going empty-handed, empty-headed, or nothing boring going on. We shall judge or rule and reign with him forever. Look at your neighbor and ask him, say, are you ready to rule this whole show? That's what the Bible says. You shall rule and reign with him forever. Brother Billy Trinata, it was really interesting a couple of days ago. I can't remember the guy's name because I'm not a part of his real world. But he asked me, he says, Billy Trinata still come to your church? Man, he's right there. He said, that's good. So somebody really is watching you.
eye hath not seen, ear not heard, you hadn't heard it all yet. How many of you like me have heard some really nice things? I've, I've heard some really wonderful things. I have actually heard many wonderful things about the holy city and, and the heavens and, and that, <coughs> that kind of thing. But uh, I hath not seen and your ear hasn't heard it all yet. I want to go where you can hear the rest of the story. And Paul Harvey may or may not be there. That's his plan, or God wants him to be there. But the rest of the story is what I'm looking forward to. If any man would be my disciple, get that cross out. Crucify the flesh every morning. Did I hit the wrong button? Oh. We are grateful for the experiences of the scientist. However, they have only scratched the surface of what shall be. The few things you have been in charge of and the vast amount of things that you have experienced will only be a drop in the bucket. I went with it. Mr. Birchinell years ago in one of those fighter jets and we looked up into the sky and that fighter jet zooming way up through there and he found a panel of clouds and then right in the middle of all those clouds was a little hole and he said preacher one of the things I like to do is shoot this plane right through those clouds and he said, when you come out on the other side, there's something spectacular that's happening on the other side of the clouds. Oh, man. Were any of you here that, that, that was during the flood? Uh, he had a little six-place plane for that occasion. Were any of you able, Brother Ronnie, to ride? <laughs> Are you, the only, you and I the only two left? A six-place little twin-engine plane that you remember the big flood out the Red River and all the water. And, and we just went out to see it a couple of days after all of that. And we're coming into the airport. And, and, and he said, uh, I said, uh, will, will this plane do a roll? <laughs> and he said, yes, sir. And I said, uh, I'm not sure these guys can handle it. Let me see if I can get enough permission to do it. He said, well, I'll do it. He said, I can set a glass on top of that dash. And I can set the wings to put gravity in a place that that drop of, not one drop of water will come out of that glass. You remember that? And all of a sudden, he come flying in there, and then he put them G-forces in, and he rolled that thing. Oh, that's not the only one. Brother Proctor was here a little earlier. And he got a dose of another one, one of those bi-wing planes. And, man, I'm telling you, Brother John, you know how he is. He grabbed the magnitude jet holding over on both sides of the front. There's no canopy on top of this one. It was his stunt plane. And he goes way up and comes way down and goes straight up and twirling around. Brother John got down and he said, that was something. 
Well, let me tell you something. Eye hath not seen, ear hath not heard, neither has entered the heart of man. I just showed you those quick exhibitions because they're reality in our life. We cannot forget that kind of thing. But I have not yet seen the rest of the story. I am looking for the other side of this whole show. And that is I want to live in him because he's already there and he's calling us. Come unto me. Come unto me. The success stories of life on earth are pale but practical in the sense of knowing what it takes to have faith when others say it won't happen. However, the joy of new things, creation of sorts, etc. Now, I, I, I mean, is there any lady here or man here that's a, 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 you got a 20-year-old suit on or a 20-year-old dress on? We like new. We like new. Most of us have a car that's le that's that's within that last twenty years of having you know sometime maybe back to two thousand fourteen or whatever. But I'm I'm just saying we like new. And God knows that renewing is a big deal with Him. He said, "I don't want stale bread. I don't want stale worship." I don't want any stale thing on my altar. I want somebody that's renewed. You say, Pastor, are you being hard? No, I'm not being hard. I'm being sensible because this thing's about over. That's why he said you're saved by the renewing of the Holy Ghost. A lot of people, I hear people say, I, I got the Holy Ghost, now I'm saved. Saved from what? And saved into what? It's important. He said, my people are destroyed because of a lack of knowledge. Saved into what? He said, you're going to receive power after the Holy Ghost has come. And that power is going to help you to hear the voice of God and to obey the word of God. And you will not do like the world does. They get two or three scriptures and they think that that's all you got to get is to bite a bread. Even humans know more and greater are just a little ways beyond us now. There's something out there that's calling you. Now, I'm going to not ask you to say it to anybody, but what is the next anxious thing that you can hardly wait to happen? I hope to God that you're not looking forward to more stuff happening in this world than the excitement of another prayer room or another time of worshiping him or another moment of learning more about him. And he has got angels assigned to those who are hungry and thirsty for more righteousness, more peace. We don't have it all yet. But in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, if we're walking toward him, in a moment, boom. If that's the direction you're thinking and living for. Born in sin, shaping in iniquity, the musician is coming.
he bore our sins all the way. As far as God is concerned, you have no sin in your history. Nothing can come out of your past if you're walking in the holiness of God, the pureness. The only thing that is magnetically inclined has got to have a field to it. And if you have metal in the grass and you can't even see it and you pull a magnet over it, clip. And that's why you don't want to allow any sin in your life or heart because it's a magnetism to a historic event and it comes right back to you and you own it. You say, Pastor, that's horrible. That's why I'm preaching. Because once you walk away from the covenant, it don't work. It is faith that keeps you in the covenant. Love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. Break either one of those covenants, and the magnetism of weird thoughts dominate. You're always going to be tempted by weird stuff but you can resist it when you are in perfect alignment loving God and loving your neighbor as yourself and in that you can walk in perfect law and freedom and you will not be regretful of any of it in his resurrection or resurrected body he restored hope beyond death. This is why we sing so much about the cross. And why others do not want to even talk about the cross. I can't imagine. It's the doorway. Take up your cross and follow me. And when the angels see a man or a lady that have taken the cross... That's the signal they've died out to carnal ambitions and things. Doesn't mean you can't enjoy them. Enjoy your car. Enjoy your house. But don't love the things of the world. That's why he put it in the book. Because he understands once you start loving the things of the world, the covenant is broken. Doesn't mean he won't bless you. He is so determined to have you in his holy city that he will reach across the cavity or the split. Come unto me and I will heal you and I will make you over again and I will give you peace that passes understanding. I hear people from time to time, they want to claim all that from the scripture and, and yet they have not done by faith the obedience factor inwardly we know we must take up our cross if we're going to wear a crown life is so simple when we obey then forever becomes so wonderful and hope keeps us in the perfect law of liberty because
because we're saved by hope. Hope maketh not a shame. Shame means lacking, coming up short, things not working out. So we hope in the things of God. Could we stand? I would hope that we could take two or three minutes at least, if not longer, and just talk to him. Make an altar out of your bench. Stand. Come toward the front. I know years ago we would all come close to the front. There was just something about it. I would never try to force you to do that. But it's open. Could we talk to him? while the singers sing and lead us in worship. Open your heart. Open the door because he works out of the heart. I need you, Jesus. But I more than need you, I want you. try to push them around I'm going to lead them just like you led me if a few of you could break into travail we're about to move into a revival zone
Thank you for going with us, being with us in our homes, on our jobs, in the schoolhouses, where this world is raging with angers and fears and obsessions and demonic powers. God, there is a power that rises above that, your Holy Spirit that fills us and leads us and directs us and keeps us safe in our minds, in our soul, and in this truth. I thank you, Lord, for a church that still teaches and preaches the glorious ways of salvation, of comfort and power that can keep us through this hour that is coming upon this world. Oh, Father, I plead the blood of the Lamb over the churches, over those, Lord, that are seeking for righteousness and truth and have yet to find it, that their eyes may be opened, that they may hear and find this glorious truth. Oh, Lord, I pray for the young people that are struggling, being pulled by this world and by the things of this world, that, Lord, they may look up and find righteous, holy preaching and teaching and the love and the hopes of moms and dads that are praying and leading and directing and pleading the blood of the Lamb over their lives that they can be delivered in that hour soon to come. I pray for our government. I pray for the leaders, Lord God, that you would help them to arise above the wickedness that has taken place in this day and hour. For, Lord, we are not deceived, and our spirit cries out, even so, come, Lord Jesus. Lord, we want to be ready and watching. We want to be in the midst of this revival that has shaken our world. For, Lord, even though in our very community we may not be seeing the suffering of the saints, we may not be seeing the, the terrible wars that are taking place in the Middle East, but, Lord, there is a battle going on for the child of God today. There's a battle going on that Satan is trying to overtake the house of God and the man and woman of God and the children of God but oh Lord I thank you that this truth reigns and oh God is so powerful the Lord souls are being saved and souls are being filled with the Holy Ghost and eyes are being opened and chains are being broken and Lord lives are being turned around even this very day oh Lord thank you for the Holy Ghost that we have felt here tonight and I pray Lord that all over this land and all over the homes and in the lives of the saints, oh God, associated with this local body, that Lord we will bind together and plead the blood of the Lamb over our children, over our loved ones, over one another, and God, that we will stand strong and true in this hour. Hold up the name of Jesus, a righteous, holy name of Jesus, and that the blood of the Lamb will fall fresh and new every time we come together, every time we kneel, every time we rise up, every time we call upon your name that your divine will would be done and we give you the glory and the praise and the honor for allowing us to be here this night together. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Jesus. 
just thank God in a very gentle way for being so kind, so generous, so powerful. And I'd like for us to close by praying for Brother Sister Proctor. Brother Proctor just left as the service was beginning. He couldn't stay for the service, but he said, I just want to be in the presence of the people of God. And uh, I want us to pray for them right now. Father, all of our sick people, all of the people that are going through trouble. But we pray a special prayer over Sister Vicki, Brother John, that the covenant of the angels will give them rest and give them peace and give them joy. Thank you for hearing us, God. Thank you for being so constant, a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. Thank you. Thank you, musicians and singers. Thank you, worshipers. The angels are going to be visiting your house. They're going to be visiting your mind. Receive it in the name of Jesus. God bless. Don't forget Brother Brad Davis and Sister Jenna will be here next Sunday or this coming Sunday. And it's going to be a great time.